Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. singing o'er the plains and the mountains in reply echoing their joyous strain Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Good morning, everybody. And happy uh, Friends and Family Sunday. I want to welcome all of our guests, our family, our friends who've come to celebrate with us, worship with us, and just um, fellowship with us, those in person and online. 
I am Reverend Kelly Kincaid. For those of you who do not know me, I'm the senior minister here in this fabulous church. Woo! I am hyped up from that, <laughs> from that song. <laughs> um, I want to just go ahead and share our announcements, and then we'll get started. We'll continue with our service. So please join us after service today downstairs in the fellowship hall so that we can have fellow, well, social hall for fellowship and light refreshments. And then tomorrow, we will not have critical conversations. It's canceled for the um, Christmas season, and it'll start back in January. Our adoptive family event is almost over. You, there's still a couple uh, ornaments on the tree. Please take one if you haven't already, because we want to make sure that these three families have an amazing Christmas. And so the, we've even had some big items that you've come together to purchase. I want to thank Roxanne Berry. I want to thank... Um, Bonnie McNamara and Terry Schluter and the rest of you who have participating in this, participated in this event. It is amazing to be able to support a fa families that need it, right? Yes? Can you imagine how these mothers will feel and this senior citizen will feel to have some amazing Christmas for this holiday season? I'm excited about that. Your hearts and your love is doing that for this Christmas. I'm telling you, the love is moving in this church, and I'm excited, and I'm so proud to be a part of it. The Children's Church is doing their minute. Oh, hey, Bridget. I, I call you out when you come in late, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's like squirrel. <laughs> the Children's Church and the, youth, the Children's and Youth Program will be next Sunday during service. So I'll do a little bit of my part, and then the children will come up and share their rendition of the 12 powers. They're going to sing and they're going to act, y'all. I'm excited. I am so excited. So come out and participate. And if you can't come out, at least tune in online. And then we're going to, that same day, we're not having an ugly sweater. <laughs> we're going to have a festive sweater contest. So, <laughs> so um, I want you to put on your best festive sweaters and come and participate. It's $2 to participate, but you will get a prize if you win. So come on out and celebrate with us. And then we're going to have a crystal bowl, crystal singing bowl meditation on December 21st. I'm so excited about that. Joanna, is Joanna up here? Joanna's not up here. Joanna Reynolds did it for our women's group last month. It was amazing. That's our mama. That's our mama's here. I'm telling you, squirrel. Okay, I'm back. So anyway, Joanna Reynolds did the singing bowl for us for Women's Day. Uh, women's meeting, and it was amazing. So we're going to get our hearts and minds prepared for Christmas by having one on singing on um, Wednesday, December 21st, here, in person only, and it'll be at 7 p.m. And there is a $10 suggested love offering. So come on in and get your hearts and minds stirred up for the Christmas season. And then our holiday schedule, we are going to have a Christmas Eve candlelight ceremony on, at 6 p.m., we are not having Christmas on Christmas Day, but we will have the burning bowl ceremony on Christmas, uh, New Year's Eve, and then we'll have our white stone ceremony on Christmas Day. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, New Year's, Day. New Year's Day. I'm all hyped up my mind. Yeah. New Year's Day, y'all. Not Christmas Day. New Year's Day. Thank you, Faith. Um, and then I have my class, Unity Basics, is starting up in January, on January 3rd. It'll be from the 3rd of January to the 7th of February. It's for those of you who are new members, but it's also for people who want to renew your um, information and get refreshed on the five unity principles. Okay. Hey, Loretta and Mike. I'm telling you, y'all get called out. Come in late. 
You can raise and work in the door. Not as a bouncer, as a greeter. <laughs> so you will need the book, The Five Unity Prince, The Five Principles by Evan Devonport, which is available on smile.amazon.com. If you want to sign up for the class, you've got plenty of time. Just email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com. I promise you, if you take the class, you're going to be blown away. And then the, we're going to have Eileen Lindbergh. Can you stand up, Miss Eileen Lindbergh? She's our prayer chaplain for today. She will be available to pray with you over by what we call the patio doors in the back of the sanctuary. And uh, what else? To stay abreast of what's going on in Unity of Farmington Hills, because we got a lot going on, visit our website, unityfh.com. You can look through our Facebook page, because faith is a bomb at keep, keeping that up to date. And then look through the newsletter that's emailed every Friday. If you don't get it, go on the website, scroll down to the bottom of the page, and fill it out. You'll start getting our, web, our newsletters. And um, Matthew does that, and he's really good at that. If you're looking for something, just keep scrolling. We got a lot going on, so just keep scrolling. Don't get frustrated. Just keep scrolling. You'll find out what's going on. All righty. Um, now it's time. I know. I'm like, hey, I'm doing an auction talking, aren't I? <laughs> so now, as we prepare our hearts and minds by listening to our music team sing Shirley to Presence, let's open ourselves up to hear the daily word and go through a brief meditation. House, and today is our third day of Advent, third week of Advent. So Sharon's nicely lighting all the candles, but the first candle is for hope and faith, the second one is for peace, and today it's for love. This is um, when love is directed by God, it manifests in the wisdom that brings a greater awareness of Christ. So now I'm going to read. Oh, you're supposed to light the pink one for love. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so um, today the daily word is love is both a noun and a verb. Um, well, the, the word for today obviously is love. The answer, the call to love, embracing the world. Love is both the noun and the verb, more than a feeling. It is the highest intention I can hold and one of the most sacred actions I can take. 
Love is the name of and nature of God, the pulsation of oneness from the center of my heart to the farthest reaches of the earth existence. On this third Sunday of Advent, love is also a call to action, an invitation to perceive the world through the Christ presence and live as the love I am. I, am, I open my heart and let my love flow through the fourth as kindness, gentleness, and compassion. I stay grounded in the presence of God through my prayers, and I radiate love through my kind words and actions. I trust my loving impulses, which will reach far and wide. The light and joy I send forth growth and expand to encompass all things. And it comes from John first uh, three chapter or chapter three, verse eighteen. Little children, let us love, not in word or speech, but is the truth and action. Okay, now we're going to do a prayer and meditation. Let us pray. I invite you to close your eyes, take a deep breath, and bring your attention down into the center of your chest. Father, Mother, God, we pray for the divine power of love at work in all of us, preparing the way for the expression of our Christ selves. You are love. We are love in expression of love expresses in our homes as patience, as order, and loving discipline. Love expresses our world as peace, harmony, and oneness. For all these expressions, we do give thanks, praise, amen. Okay, so now we're going to say the state, statement of being. Who's up there? God is all, both invisible and, and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now we'll say the growth affirmation. We give thanks. <laughs> it's not upside down on mine, but you guys can all stand on your head. How's that? <laughs> we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuaries, and classrooms with seekers of teachers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy and provides us with all the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate, spirit-filled world. Okay, now we got everything? Okay, your turn. Thank you. Gladly walk across the desert with no shoes upon my feet to share with you the last bite of bread I had to eat. And I would swim out to save you in your sea of broken dreams when all your hopes are sinking. Let me show 
don't you think it's time love and only them another hand, please. I heard you sing that song when you were practicing, and I said, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> Psych. Thank you for that. That was beautiful. Um, I was crying because Because I'm looking at all the stuff we did this year. How many lives we've touched this year. Even in Christmas, how many lives we're going to touch. Our hearts in this spiritual community have touched a whole lot of people and have helped a whole lot of people and done a whole lot of good. And I know, yeah, we can clap on that. Church is not just about coming in and praising and worshiping. It's about being the demonstration of that in the world, together and individually. And I'm not, I'm not just thinking that you all are just doing it here. I have a feeling, and tell me if I'm wrong, I have a feeling that the love you demonstrate here is demonstrated out in the world as well. Am I right? So give yourselves a hand. And I also want you to just put your heart, oh, your hand over your heart. You can't put your heart over your hand. Put your hand over your heart. Take a deep breath. And say, thank you, God, for your love. Together. Thank you, God, for your love. Because it is the love in God that is in you that has been demonstrating and moving you to be such a loving force in this spiritual community. So I'm going to say it again, and I want you to affirm it with me after I say it. Thank you, God, for your love. Together, thank you, God, for your love. I am an expression of your love. Together, I am an expression of your love. The beautiful thing about this, the beautiful, the beautiful thing about this, I've been pondering today's talk, even when I was on vacation, and y'all did an amazing job on the music team. Oh my God, let's give them a hand. I was supposed to take a break. <laughs> I woke up late, it was 10.30. I went to check, check and see if Howard was awake. He was in there watching it with the earphones on. So I slid over next to it and started watching it too. <laughs> it was amazing. And that touched our hearts deeply, and it infused us with an energy. Music can be so healing and so powerful. And I love our music team, and I love the love that you guys give. And they are volunteering, but they're volunteering of their hearts and their time and their love and their gift. 
to their spiritual community and to the world because people watch it on YouTube. It's eternal now. So I want to thank you for that, for holding it down. And all of you who did the service to hold that down, thank you. It was a lot of people in here I saw, which was amazing. Oh, my goodness. So let me just tell them a little joke that I had. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> this little joke. So why was the snowman looking through the carrots? He was picking his nose. <laughs> I, I thought that was so, so funny. I had another one, but as I was flipping through, I had another one in a book that uh, Rob gave me, but I was looking through and saw this one, and it's, it was funnier to me anyway, so I, I thought... I tell it, but I, I will tell the other one. It says, um, a, so a patient went into his doctor and told his doctor, he said, my, my ear is ringing. What should I do? It keeps ringing. And the doctor said, well, answer it. <laughs> and I told my husband, <laughs> I, told, I told my husband that if it's funny, <laughs> If it's funny to me, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. And that was funny to me. Both of those are funny. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care if y'all <laughs> laugh or not. It was funny to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So anyway, so my kids would tell me, don't tell that joke out loud, but I told it anyway. <laughs> so we are in this, uh, this season of Advent. And as Eileen mentioned, the first week was hope and faith. And the second week, which was last week of of Advent was peace. And this is a period in which we go through these different aspects of our consciousness and purify those aspects of our consciousness to await the arrival of. Advent, Advent means the arrival of. To await the arrival of the birth of Jesus. And that was just a reflection of a reminder every year that there was a uh, soul that incarnated in a physical form to be a powerful expression of the presence of love and oneness to demonstrate to us all how we were created to live, how we were created to create, how we were created to heal, how we were created to relate and have a relationship, but how the greatest expression of that relationship was our relationship with God, our creator. Amen? Amen. And so as we move through these different Sundays, that represent each one of those aspects, it is really powerful for us to take this space seriously. So you got your hope and your faith going into the consciousness. Hope represents those things that we have confidence in that are, and expect will happen in our life. And the difference between hope and faith is faith is that we have confident expectation that it is ours right now. And peace Peace is the harmonious vibration, a harmonious experience that we have when we are dwelling in the consciousness of God. And we know already that as you dwell in the consciousness of God, and as you experience the consciousness of God, which is the kingdom of God, you become an expression of that, and that experience that you have is the kingdom of heaven. We got that, right? Well, as we move into that space, it brings us into the next, the third Sunday, which represents love. And so the title of my talk today is The Birth of Christ Through the Power of Love. And we're going to go deeper into the power of love on Christmas Eve. 
when we talk about Mary. But today, as we prepare our hearts and our minds to cross the threshold to Christmas Eve, we're going to go deeper into what that really means. And I love that what Eileen read today in the Daily Word was that love is a call to action. It's a call to action. When you think about love, you think about the things you love. I love this, I love that, I love my family, I love this, I love God, I love all these things. And in chapter 15 of John, Jesus demonstrates, tells us what love is. But it's a deeper expression of that when we go into it. We're going to, I'm listening, God's got some uploading going on, so let me just read the scripture and we'll let God work. John chapter 15, verse 9, I'm going to read 9 through 10, and I'm going to read 12 through 14 because 11 we're going to work on next week. Verse 9, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told, uh, let me go down to 12. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. And that's not up there because it came to me today, so I didn't have time to give Howard that, but I'm following spirit. God, as I tune into your energy, and hear you, I release my human. Even everything that I thought I knew that I was going to say today, and I open myself up to let it open in real time. I thank you for using me as your voice box and for expressing that energy in me that I feel so deeply. And I'm asking just tone it down just a little so that I can hear it coming quickly. I know I talk fast, but not that fast. Thank you, God. Amen. Okay, so I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. Now, he gives us this commandment. He says he's loved us as the Father has loved him. And then he also says to remain in his love. But the powerful thing I love about Jesus is he always tells us how. Because he says, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. And I was reading through Charles Fillmore's book, The Revealing Word. Charles Fillmore is co-founder of Unity. And he was talking, he talks about commandments in here. And he also talks about what it means to keep his commandments. He says that this is uh, to control, to command, con to control, and to direct every thought according to the harmonious law of love one to another. So being in a space, but you can't have love one to another unless you have love one to one, the spirit in you to the personality in you. So this love and controlling and directing our thoughts is powerful because it is really connected to the spiritual faculty of power. And we've talked about this several times. 
The spiritual faculty of power is the power of your word, but it's actually your dominion over your consciousness. It is your accountability and responsibility for your own mind, your own actions. You can't say someone made you did it or someone made you mad or someone made you happy or someone make you upset. No one can make you happy. You choose to be happy. You choose to be upset. You choose to be frustrated. You choose to be angry. You even choose unforgiveness. So we are responsible and accountable for our own minds. And in unity, that's what we, we say. But the second and third part of the power of the spiritual faculty of power, which is demonstrated by Philip, is that you also have mastery. It is your, to take that accountability and responsibility, you need to be accountable and responsible for your own consciousness. You choose the first and second greatest commandments. You choose it. It is not forced upon us. You choose it. It is there in the consciousness of all creation as a spiritual law that as you love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, you become the vibration of love. And if you connect all levels of your consciousness, there are several levels of consciousness. There's the spiritual consciousness, which is called the superconsciousness. There is the subconsciousness, which is that underlying power of uh, underlying power of us that controls all of those involuntary actions of our body, and it stores your history. So I mean, your breathing, your heart rate, your respiratory, your immune system, all of that is controlled by the subconscious. But then that's where your history is. All of the things that you hold in everything you've experienced in this lifetime and other lifetimes held in the subconscious realm. In that subconscious is where your conscious drops down to meet the superconscious. The other part of your consciousness, your body has its own consciousness. Your body has its own consciousness. When all those consciousnesses, states of mind, are aligned with the consciousness of love, Loving God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. There's a reason why it's all your mind, all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. Because it aligns every part of your consciousness with the oneness of the spirit and the power of God in you. And when you are in that state, there is no opportunity for illness in you. Do you get that? That when your mind is totally aligned with the light of God, there can be no darkness inside of you. It is where the darkness lies, where the illness comes. Does that make sense? It is where the darkness lies, where the issues come. Does that make sense? The darkness and the illness and, uh, and all of those things come, even expectations we put on people, comes from the stories that we replay over and over in our mind. And God is telling us, when you love me with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, every single second is a recharge and a newness of the expression of me. And that's what it means to obey the commandments, to keep consciously recharging, recleansing, and rejuvenizing, rejuvenizing your mind through the principles and the spiritual law of God. Does that make sense to everybody? There's a powerful thing in here that Jesus says. He says, when you remain in my love, you remain in my, con uh, my commandments. They go hand in hand. When you're loving God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, you feel the oneness of God in all. You can't help but love others the same way you love yourself, which is the same way you love God. That's powerful. In verse 12, he says, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. Let's look at that deeply.
Have you all studied Jesus' teaching? Know anything about Jesus? I mean, you know a little bit about Jesus? Can you imagine loving each other the way Jesus loved you? It wasn't just the disciples, the 12 disciples. First, it started off with 70, and 58 flew, fell to the wayside, ended up with 12. What did I say? 70, right? Yeah, 70. And 58 through, okay, my, I'm calculating in my mind, doing a squirrel moment again. Anyway, the point is, when Jesus was getting close to his moment of being crucified, he prayed over his disciples. But he didn't just pray for his disciples that were there 2,000 years ago. He prayed for the disciples that will follow his teachings even beyond. You have been prayed for. Let me say it again. You have been prayed for. And when Jesus said, I breathe over you and breathe, take the Holy Spirit, and he breathed over his disciples and activated in them the Christ that was in them so that they can stop relying on him and depending on him, he activated that consciousness in us as well. Your Christ does not live in Jesus. Your Christ lives in you. The love that Jesus demonstrated, we can do too. When he said the acts that I do, you shall do, and greater acts you shall do than I, he meant the love that you share, the consciousness that you have, will be evolved to a higher level in the race, consciousness, and you will be able to demonstrate more. Back then, they didn't have internet. Back then, they didn't have emails. Back then, they didn't have where you can go on TV. So can you imagine the love that is activated years ago in each and every one of you? how you can build that bridge to each person in this world. Think about it. Have you ever thought about loving your neighbor the way Jesus loved you? Did you even think that Jesus loves you? Like seriously, think about it. How powerful would that be if we all came to that consciousness of loving each other and loving your neighbor the way Jesus loved you. What would this world look like? What would the consciousness of the United States be? <clears throat> what would the system and all of that be in the United States? Would there be greed? Would there be anger? Would there be upset? Would there be anything that shows that I'm better than you? And in this Advent season, we need to go through your conscience if you truly are serious about preparing yourself for the rebirth of a higher consciousness to give birth to a newer expression of the God in you. And it means a newer understanding of it, a newer awareness of it, because you can't give birth to something that already is. It is eternal, no ending, no beginning. But you can give birth to your understanding of it, your awareness of it, your experience of it, and your expression of it. And if you're deeply willing to do that, you will lay down your life for your neighbor. Jesus says in here in verse 13, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. When you love your neighbor the way Jesus loved you, 
You lay down your life, which means you lay down your expectations on how you think about things inside. You lay down your motives to have someone do what you want them to do. You lay down your wishes that you put on another person. It's not just I go and I sacrifice my life and I might jump in front of a bullet for someone or, you know, as parents, we will do for our children. We will sacrifice for our children. But it's beyond that. Are you willing to sacrifice that attachment and be the expression of God no matter what? People say the unconditional love of God. I, I, I don't believe in unconditional. It's still a, it, the word condition in there. I believe in total acceptance. Are you willing to lay down your way of seeing things? Your life is how you experience it, how you see it, how you view it, your perspective. Are you willing to lay that down and accept and acknowledge other people's as well? Yes or no? Yes. So then that means... Are you willing to lay down your judgments about yourself, your criticisms about yourself, the way you pick at yourself, the way you talk about yourself? How do you talk about yourself? If you look at yourself and the greatest things that you say go beyond the least things that you say about yourself, then you're laying down your life for God. That's the only way you can truly lay down your life for your neighbor is to start off with your relationship with God. That's why Jesus says to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul first as the greatest commandment. That means everything you demonstrate, you demonstrate first within your mind, and then you'll be the expression of that in this world. How many of you want to go deeper? I know I do. How many of you are willing to let go and go deeper? I know I am. I heard this story. I heard two stories because we are meant to be examples. So this nine-year-old girl finds this wallet. There's no money in it or anything, but the, the driver's license and all that's in there. And she's excited. She has this idea in her mind. She knows how it goes. I'm going to give him his wallet back, and I'm going to get a reward. So he, she's all excited and you know, trying to call the person. And eventually, she can't catch the person. So eventually, she convinces her father to take her to the um, house. When they come up, they see it's a veteran's house. There's a veteran sign, uh, you know, thing out um, that he's a veteran. And then when they walk up, the house is really rickety and the screen is ripped. And so the father, while they knock on the door, the father takes three $20 bills and puts it in the wallet. And he gives it to the little girl to hand to the veteran. And so the, in the story that I, read, that I was hearing about, the little girl realized that greatest, she, saw, she said that that was the greatest hero she ever met because she saw an act of kindness from her father that was a pivoting point in her life. She was going there to get a reward and ended up giving one instead. That's an act of laying down your life for someone else. I heard this other story of this little, this family, um, young family, uh, mother and father, and they bring their little boy, maybe about maybe close to one years old, and they put him down in his chair and they're sitting down to eat. And he gets excited. Hi, bear. Hi. Hi. He's so excited. And, he's look, and, they're, and they're, they look across the room at the person he's talking to and excited about. It's this old homeless dude. Greasy, dirty hair, tattered up coat, shoes, toes hanging out of. And he's saying, hi, buddy. How are you? And he's talking to him. And they're getting a little kind of not knowing what to do. 
because they're like, what my son talking to this dude? It's probably what's going through their mind. But he's, the little boy's getting so animated, and the, the gentleman's saying, do you know Peekaboo? He's like, Peekaboo, Peekaboo, and the little boy's playing Peekaboo with him. So they go ahead, their food comes, and the mother and father eat their food quickly so they can leave out of there quickly, because this is making a, a ruckus, and it, it didn't seem so cute having this older man play with the little boy, right? The little baby. So the father goes up to pay, and he says, take, uh, take the baby and go on out to the parking lot. I'll meet you in the parking lot. So she's walking, trying to walk sideways past him because she can tell he's probably drunk and she doesn't want to breathe his air. And then while she's doing that, the little boy gets so excited, he reaches over and leaps into the man's arms. She turns, and before she can say anything, the baby takes his cheek and puts it on his heart and hugs him. And the old man is holding the baby and ever so gently stroking him and their tears hovering underneath his eyelids. And he looks at her and he says, you love this baby with all that you have. This is precious. And then so he sees the mother's a little nervous, so he unwillingly he pulls the baby away. The baby doesn't want to leave him. Pulls him away and gives him back to his mother and says, thank you so much. That was my Christmas gift this year. The baby take the mother takes the baby and runs to her car saying, Forgive me, Father, forgive me, Father, forgive me, Father. Children know past the clothes you wear and the skin you wear, your heart and the love within you. There's no judgment on what you're wearing. This baby had not innocent, no sin, no part of this baby yet has missed the mark of God was celebrating the joy of that playing with that older man. Did not see his greasy hair and, and dirty fingernails. And so the mother says, let me see if I can find it real quick. I find, thank you, God. It says, I am a Christian who was blind, holding a child who was not. I felt it was God asking, are you willing to share your son for a moment? And he shared his son for eternity. He said the ra she says, the ragged old man unwittingly had reminded me to enter the kingdom of God, we must become as little children. In order to be, in order to be an act of love, to answer the call to love, you have to have the heart of love of a child. You have to go deep inside. That excitement you used to have when you were ready for Christmas Day to open up the gifts and have that time with your family, you have to open up the gift of your love with each other. You have to, oh, you are the gift. Open it up and then talk to somebody new and unravel the gift in them. See the present they have to share with you. See the commonality they have to share with you. We did this assignment in uh, Critical Conversations one day where we... Uh, and it was Dr. Leslie who gave us that assignment. We went, we did an active listening assignment where we took, we uh, broke us up in groups and we had to uh, introduce ourselves to another person. But you couldn't use your name, couldn't use your occupation. You had to use something different and creative to introduce yourself to each other. And I was listening to Victoria Eurista talking to, um, she mentioned her conversation with one of the FOLLs, friends of the family of Loretta's, who was in a group. His name was, um, no, I can't remember his name. Ronald, thank you. 
Um, and she said that even though they are totally different, she's a Mexican woman, he's a black man, when they had that conversation, they found so much in common. Their hearts touched. They opened the presence within each other. The one person who was sharing got a chance to share. The person who was listening had to actively listen and not interrupt. Nod your head, twinkle your eyes, smile to acknowledge that you hear, but do not cut that person off. And then when it's your turn, the other person got the chance to listen with their eyes, listen with their hearts, actively listen, smile and nod to let you know that you were acknowledged. That is a perfect act of exchanging gifts. Let's try that for Christmas before you even get to Christmas and start exchanging gifts. And let's go beyond Christmas. Advent is not just for the Christmas season. Advent is you wake up to Christ every morning if you allow yourself to. You wake up to a new, newer expression of God every morning if you let God. You crucify and cross out all the things that no longer serve you every time you go to bed if you let that happen. We are here to be the expression of Easter and Christmas every single day, not just during this Lenten season up to, up to uh, Easter and the Advent season up to Christmas. Be the expression every single day. You are a gift of love. And the only way to truly give birth to the Christ within is through the power of the love within you. Ignite it inside of yourself. Open up inside of yourself. Forgive whoever you need to forgive, especially if it is you. And activate and be the gift of Christmas, not just on Christmas. Today we're going to acknowledge and challenge, I challenge you to make that your promise to be an act and a gift of Christmas every single day. Every single day. And see past the clothes that people wear and the skin that you're in. See the Christ within each person. And the best way to do that is when you're talking to somebody, look them in the eyes. Let the soles of your eyes acknowledge and touch and open up the gift of the souls in someone else's eyes. Be that presence where you actively listen. And you don't have to act every time. You will know when, but just listen. And when you listen, you will give birth to a new exchange there. So I have a challenge for you starting today. Before you leave church today, I challenge you to meet someone in this church who you do not know. And if you know everybody, talk to someone who you barely know and find something you have in common. <coughs> Open up the gift by sharing your gift. It's not that hard. It may seem like it is, and you may be nervous to do it, but that nervousness is amazing because it's the God in you waiting to jump out and share like that baby and embrace someone else. Are you willing to try that with me? Yes. Yeah. Okay, now. I'll give you a minute to sink it in, and then I'll ask you again. And if you're not willing, it's okay, but I'm going to ask you next week too. I'm just saying. So, are you willing to take the challenge to find somebody who you don't know or barely know and introduce yourself? And you can say your names. I'm not going to make it challenging. You can say your name, but find something you have in common. 
Are, do, you, do you want, okay, let me just ask, are you willing to just consider it? Yes? yes? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So let me just pray to close this out. Let's close our eyes and take a deep breath. Settle into the spirit of love within you. Tune into the gift that you are, which is the love you are, and it's expressing through your skin that you are in and your personality that you demonstrate. We thank you, God, for this beautiful love that you've created us to be and this gift that we're realizing that we are meant to be. As you prepare our hearts and our minds to be an expression, a powerful expression of love, we thank you for releasing us from any fear of being the greatest gift that we could ever be in how you demonstrated us to be, and that's the power of love. We are prepared to demonstrate and activate that power within, not just by being with you and loving and having a relationship with you, but also by creating and open ourself, opening ourselves up to be a gift to someone else. And so we thank you for that. That's our greatest gift we can be for this Christmas, is to be the expression of the love that Jesus shared. And we thank you, God, for activating that inside of each and every one of us right now. Amen, amen, amen and amen. Thank you so much. Namaste. your soul where your past cannot define you've been heading down this road and you don't know who you are but he knows what's in your thoughts and he feels what's in your Run till you can't find home Sail till you can't see land There is no place you could go You could fall till you're out of home Chase things that never last You could never run too far And love will find you where you are So you're feeling all alone But you are never out of sight There is healing in His arms And there is mercy in His eyes You could run till you can't find home Sail till you can't see land there is no place you could go You could fall till you're out of home Chase things that never last You could never run too far 
Love will find you no hide, no death could ever separate us from the power of His great love. You could run till you can't find home, sail till you can't see land. There is no place you could go. There is no place you could go You know you could fall till you're out of hope Change things that never last You could never run too far And love will find you where you are know about y'all but I get engrossed <laughs> and when it ends abruptly I'm like oh it's over <laughs> I love the videos I love the videos thank you Lauren <laughs> we have a creative 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 church I love it I love it let's bring to mind gently close your eyes and bring to mind as you go into the consciousness of prosperity and go home to your source which is God bring to mind what you feel led to give for a love offering for today take a deep breath and breathe it in then let's go ahead. If you want to open your eyes, you can. Let's go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing. Together, divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Let's stand up so we can do our, I got to do a prayer for y'all. Stand up and um, gently close your eyes and bring to mind someone who you feel led to pray for. Pray with, rather, because if we're praying for, we're acknowledging, we're in our mind acknowledging it's not there. We're going to pray with whoever it is, even if that person is you. Imagine us in a virtual prayer circle, about 30, 40, 50 people, those online and in person. Take a deep breath and call out the names of those who you feel led that you are praying with. Ashley, Dion, James, John, Kelly, Howard, Joyce. June. God, as you hear these names being called out as I'm praying, I know that we are igniting the hearts and the minds and the consciousness and the circumstances of everyone who we are holding in our mind right now and activating and being active in our love right now because we are acknowledging the Christ in ourselves, which is acknowledging the Christ in every single heart of those names that we've called out and in every single situation and circumstances of each and every one of them, knowing that you are activating right now their highest and greatest good and our highest and greatest good. This is one of our calls to action is to pray for others. We lay down our selfish ways and we acknowledge the Christ in ourselves and be that Christ within the lives of other people's minds and hearts and souls and also in the universe. So thank you, God, for your mighty gift of love that is activating healing not just here, not in just in the, mind, the minds of the ones we pray for, but in the universe and unity of Frampton Hills. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. And now let's go ahead and pray for, uh, do our prayer for protection. Together, the light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. 
The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. Now our peace. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.